Hey guys, welcome back to the 429 Podcast. Too many requests. I am four. I am two. And I'm nine. And today we're going to be going over whether or not hackathons are worth it. Um, so why don't we start, we'll kind of get some initial feedback on what we all think about hackathons too. Why don't you go ahead and give us your thoughts? Yeah, no, I've been involved in the hackathon scene um, in my local community for quite a while now. Um, I came in as, you know, a student hacker and then uh, eventually moved on to be like a mentor hacker. Mm-hmm. So where I basically mentor teams um, throughout the hackathons that I've participated in. And then in, throughout university, um, I've also participated in a bunch of hackathons. Won some, lost some. We all know how they go, right? Yep. Um, personally, I'm a big fan of them, right? Because depending on my team, right, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, working with the people I was working with throughout the hackathons. And definitely the sessions, like the um, technology, the technology sessions that came in, I've got to learn a bunch of different tech stacks and a bunch of different technologies, which I thought were really useful for me. me, And I still use to this day. And I've given some of those sessions myself. So it's definitely helped enhance, you know, my presentation skills and me putting myself out there also, right? Um, So that's it on on my end. So basically, as, as a gist, you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed my experiences with hackathons. You know, there's been ups and downs with any experience, but for me, it's been a net positive, I would say. Very cool. And then also, I know most of our viewers probably, you know, have done hackathons or know about them. But just for those of you who actually might not know what hackathons are, um, these are essentially gatherings where you have multiple developers and, you know, business analysts and just all different types of people that come together. And it's a competition to see who can build in usually between one and five days um, the best like kind of demo product or just the best um, like solution for any given problem. Um, and then usually they kind of, you know, give out stuff and it's a good time typically. Um, anyway, nine, what do you think about this? I personally love hackathons. Um, I think uh, hackathons are these basically capsules of intense pressures, uh, environments that really push you to know in an instant what you don't know and what you need to learn uh, that any other situation could ever bring you. Um, this I, I kind of uh, attribute them to like exams, you know, yeah. Uh, when you study for an exam, you may think you know something. You may think this topic you're strong on, but it's only until you actually take the exam do you really fully know uh, how well you know something. When you have nothing to rely on, nothing, no notes to keep track of, pretty much you against the clock. And that's pretty much what hackathons are. Granted, they're fun, right? And there's a lot of social aspects of them that I also kind of enjoy. But for me, down to it, there are these basically pressured um, situations, scenarios that pretty much allow me to really evaluate myself as a programmer and pretty much see where I'm really lacking, how well I work with a team, and what else I can do to improve afterwards. And I think it also gives us a really good client to uh, product uh, evaluation. So a lot of these hackathons kind of show you you need to build this type of product instead of just build whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know? And that's sort of the thing you're going to face if you're a uh, you know, freelancer programmer a lot, that you really don't have a lot of stake in how the pro- uh, product is formed or what requirements it needs to have. You're kind of attributed to what the client wants, as it should be. And you know, because of that, you can't do things in a ways you want to do it, right? So these hackathons also kind of give you a really, pretty much good real-life experience in the end that like you really can't get in any other scenario. Let's say not even in academic or even in um you know doing projects on your own you know 
it's sort of this kind of special capsule environment that you're not going to get. And if you, the faster you're more exposed to this pressurized environment of time crunching and uh, skill set uh, evaluation, I think you're, and the more you do it, I think the better off you're going to be as a programmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah that's very true, very true. You know, personally, I really like hackathons also. Um, I've had a handful of really good experiences with hackathons. Um, you know, even within those really good experiences, there are a couple of negative aspects to it. But for the most part, I think they really are a great learning experience, especially for people who really haven't had the opportunity to work in a team like that before. You know, they do have professional hackathons, but I personally find that they're most useful for kind of new programmers or uh, younger people, maybe, you know, high schoolers and college-aged people who are kind of trying to learn how to work in a team, who don't have a lot of experience, who are trying to learn about these different tech stacks and programming languages and like web frameworks and whatnot. So, I mean, I think that overall they're really good for quickly teaching someone a new skill. They're really good for introducing you to a teamwork environment and giving you that opportunity to work with people you haven't worked with before. You know, when you're in the workplace, you might get thrown onto a new project. you got to work with people you've never talked to before. You know, and within days or even hours sometimes, you're expected to make progress on these things. Um, so hackathons give you a really great, not only technical experience, but social experience. Now, I mean, you're, you're right. I agree with you. Now, let's let's talk about kind of a flaw of hackathons, right? So now, what is also a positive aspect is that social experience, right? It's getting to network with all these new people and meet, you know, all these really great engineers. Um, now... It doesn't always work out like that, though, right? Sometimes you might get on a team, and the team is kind of falling apart. You don't really have any great leadership. Um, You know, if no one wants to take charge or people have different ideas, you might wind up arguing, and then, you know, it kind of just ruins the whole experience. Have you guys ever had any experiences like that? You know, I would say, yeah. I think the biggest issue I've really faced at hackathons, um, it's really like a lot of people take it more personally than it really needs to be, Mm right? Right. So it's like I've learned to just step aside um, through some of the decisions that some people feel very, like, personal about using one specific tech stack or personal about building, like, the screens in one specific way, whereas I'm really in the realm of just, okay, let's get the best product out there. Mm -hmm. So I step aside when it comes to some of those decisions. But I have faced definitely, you know, personality clashes with some of my um, some of my um, peers. Uh, peers, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's rough, you know. It's a, as much as it is a, I would say, a great evaluation of your self skills. It's a great evaluation how you work with others, you know. Yep. And a lot of people think that you know I, I can work well with others. I mean, I've done projects with people, school projects. I I like people, so maybe I can work well with others. <laughs> but um, it, it comes down to when it when it's something productive something that you have to get done you know something like work related you know yep you find out that it's not the same as you doing a project in school even or even you know hanging out with people it's it's a different uh priorities have to be set oh yeah different things responsibilities have to be established and i think people either realize that you're either a person that doesn't take things responsibly as they should be you're someone who's too laissez-faire kind of like let things go and Mm -hmm. not you know contribute as much or you find something you're too controlling you're trying to like micromanage everyone yep. and 
can. And that's not the case for everyone. You know, not everyone's a micromanager or a laissez-faire kind of person. But I think these hackathons are a really good way to find out if you are one of the. And if you are, I, I hope, you know, you're good enough to recognize that and, you know, change, you know, because as I you know, we talk about this a lot, but uh, things employers look a lot. It's not just if you have the skill sets to do it or even the attitude to learn, but if you work well with everyone else in the company, mm-hmm. you know, you could be a protege, a master who knows every single algorithm and the next Bill Gates. But if you're an asshole to pretty much everyone in the team, no one's going to pick you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very true. Um, I find that a, a lot of people in tech are often lack that soft skill, um, that ability to work well in a team. Um, and I mean, te- uh, hackathons are a great way to kind of work on that, right? You know, if you're finding that your social skills aren't quite there and you have a hard time working with other people and you have a hard time kind of, you know, working in a team or even just talking about your ideas or being a leader or following leadership, right? I mean, hackathons give you that opportunity to work on all of those things. Um, yeah. You know, and then they also give you the the soft skills in terms of presenting your work, right? Because, you know, the soft skills aren't just about working with other people. It's also about kind of talking about your work and maybe explaining what you did to people who might not understand the tech stack, right? People who are more business side and less tech side. Um, so a lot of these hackathons, you also have the presentation part where you present to a board of people you know, usually some of them might be engineers, some of them work on the business side. You know, not all of them understand all of the code stuff and the tech stacks. So being able to explain your product to them, explain to them what happened, what you did, how you solved the problem, um, even though they don't quite understand all of the underlying theory below it, um, is, is another really good thing that you can pick up at hackathons. Um, I, I think another thing I want to point in is um, I, I don't think we have this problem. Um, but it's something I do recognize, at least in our field, right? Yep. Um, is that a lot of people are uh, pretty antisocial, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not really no fault of them. It's just the way they are. You know, they're introverts. And, you know, what, what it comes down to is that when they have these hackathons, that they tend to try to do everything, you know, on their own. You know, he's like, oh, how can I, like you, someone on your team could be like, how, how can I help, right? And, and they're like, no, let me handle it. Mm-hmm. You do like, you know, just do this small part, like images, you know, not really giving them, you know, not letting them pull their own weight, you yeah. know, giving them ownership of something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I seen this and I, and like from someone who like talk to people who have been like this, you know, uh, I can kind of see what they're going from. And one aspect, they do know what they have to get done. They know that they have the skill sets, I would say, to achieve the task that needs to be done at hand. And they're just afraid of handing off responsibility to someone who will take too long or don't know how to do it, right? Fair. I think that becomes, I think that honestly boils down to like a trust issue. They don't really yeah. trust their team. Which comes down to a multitude of different hackathon uh, situations because yeah. like not every hackathon you're stuck in a random team. You know, we, we, we had our fair share where we had hackathons where we can register the team. But we also had our fair share of hackathons where we're really thrust into a random team of literally people you just met that minute and you have to build a trusting relationship with. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's very hard. difficult. It's it hard. Yeah. Very, it's, it's, especially for someone, I would say, who has difficulty just giving responsibility like that, trusting people like that, you know? You know, and you have to also evaluate them, like, at that moment, like, what they can do, you know? Exactly, right? So this, this is a big thing that I think is important, right? Um, 
through, throughout my experiences at these hackathons, I find that one of the most important things that you can do up front is talk with your team, right? Once again, understand what they can do, kind of get to know each other, right? A little bit of team bonding is kind of a good thing, right? So what have you done before? What are you good at? What are you not good at, right? Really understand exactly what everyone's strengths are and then play to that, right? Yeah. So once again, communication is just such a big factor and it, it, it is, in my opinion, one of the biggest things you take from these hackathons is that teamwork and communication. So I'm a really, I, 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 like I said, I really like the hackathons. I think that overall they teach you a lot. Um, so, I mean, once again, though, there are a couple of bad aspects of them, right? So how about, let's, let's talk about logistics, right? Sure. Why, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so logistics really come into the foray when the organizers of the hackathon are not set up properly to execute the hackathon, right? I've been to my fair share of hackathons where, you know, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, we're all just waiting for the pizza to show up, but all the organizers all just looked at each other and were like, did you order it? Did you order it? Did you order it? Did you order it? And by the time they just figured out that none of them ordered it, it was 4 o'clock in the morning and we went without food. Yep. So that... You know, stuff like that gives, like, a bad, you know, name for hackathons, right? Yep. So, I think proper organization and logistics is definitely needed. Nye, why don't you talk about one hackathon you went to with the whole, like, transportation service? Oh, so I'm not going to name names, of course, but um, there was this one situation where we, you know, you, they had a hackathon at their headquarters, and it was a nice headquarters, I won't lie. It was gorgeous. Um, pretty much every team had their own room. They had a 24-7 cafeteria for, full of snacks and stuff really great well, i think it was a 72-hour hack and you know it was it was long work so from the start from the from the beginning of hackathon to 72 hours later or 48 hours around that time frame uh we had to just work on that hackathon and if you ever if you're an experiencer in hackathons you know you're not getting any sleep uh throughout these things maybe two hours at most how much sleep did you have that whole uh throughout that whole hackathon Three hours, and because I was forced to, I was I was actually forced to sleep. Um, they were, <laughs> it was mostly. Um, if I remembered, uh, we were waiting for something on production, and they just said, you know, nine, just just go to bed, like just a little <laughs> bit. And I'm like, what if it turns back on? And they're like, just we'll handle it. So like, I I woke up, and of course, you know, even if you do go to sleep. If you're like me, you're still worried about every other thing work going on, so you you can't really sleep, and you wake up in a panic like, is that done? Is it what was going on? And so it, it was it wasn't a I would say the actual hackathon was fine, right? It was great, very explanational. They gave us mentors and a lot of good information, and they were willing to help us out. Um, the situation came down to <laughs> we had to do the ceremony where they announced the winners and all that. Now. You have to remember from our point of view that we just came out of a 72-hour hackathon. Most of us either haven't slept or slept very little. We are literally, our eyes have 10 feet of bags underneath them. You're on edge. We're, we're <laughs> on, on edge. For sure. I think I had like six Red Bulls that hackathon oh, man. a night. Um, yeah, that's not healthy. Yeah. Well, I changed. Um, <laughs> my body wouldn't be able to continue if I kept doing that. So... It was, we were on edge. It was completely um, just like, I, I think I've never been so far beyond in terms of exhaustion 
that night. Um, and basically, they just told us, hey, step on this bus and we're going to drive you down an hour to another ceremony station completely in the opposite side of the city. So you can imagine the logistics of trying to get, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 teams or 15 teams worth of students, uh, not including the the separate uh, graduate uh, teams the that were like five more professionals, as they call them, also loaded on like three buses, driving them down to a ceremony in a completely different location, trying to also micromanage that as, you know, you're, you know, you know, many of these kids are, or what's it called? You know, they're, they're, they have people that are trying to figure out where they are, you know, parents and stuff. So, like, you know, trying to figure out, tell, tell them, yeah, I'm going to, I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to some place. They literally didn't tell us. They would just hop on the boat. Um, we get to the ceremony. It's gorgeous, not going to lie. But I remember getting there, and I was, like, so tired that I, even standing felt like doing, like, 20 push-ups on second. <laughs> That's how much effort I was making. And they just told us, wait here. And apparently the whole problem was that they didn't. We finished early or something. There it wasn't. It wasn't ready. the The venue wasn't ready, and we had to wait like two, one or two hours outside in the cold, as we're already like seven two hours post exhaustion. I'm waiting there. I'm hungry because we didn't eat uh, at all. Um, I'm cold. This was like during the fall in New York, so it's freezing, and. When we finally get there, then they have to, the whole ceremony is, doesn't start for another two hours. So that's four hours already I'm waiting. And at that point, I couldn't even stay up to watch this. I remember, I think there's a photo one of my buddies took, or I'm literally passed out while they're announcing the winners. That's how exhausted I was. I, I couldn't even be bothered to stay up. It was the most disorganized part i ever seen in my life. And it was what about yeah. the part um, where they judged you incorrectly at that? So you get there finally, <laughs> and you're judged incorrectly. Okay, so <laughs> so like I said earlier, there are separate uh, sections of this competition, right? There's a student version and a uh, a professional one, right? The professional ones, you're talking about people who've been in the industry for at least 10 years. You're talking about people that have current major stake positions in companies like Microsoft, Apple, you know, these type of guys. And they literally do this for fun. Like, they have years of industry experience and they just want to spend their weekend doing more. <laughs> so this is the level of passion and experience they have behind each professional team. Power to them. I mean, power, power to them. To Bless them. them. And I hope I can do that, honestly, That's 10 passion. years down the line. Uh, but we noticed something was iffy during our judging process. When we got sent into a room, and we looked around and we we're like, we haven't seen a single team with our age group. And we we're like, that's kind of weird. And we asked, we had a mentor who kind of, every team had a mentor that kind of like was that our connection to the industry, to the company was hosting it. And, you know, we explained to her, like, why are we here? Where is everyone else? Our, our group. And she's like, let me, let me look up, let me look up on that. And she came back like an hour, half an hour later. And she's like, yeah, um, they marked us a professional team. Don't worry though, uh, you guys will still do great. Uh, they didn't, they they couldn't change it for some reason. They couldn't change it, uh, because it was too far gone. I guess at, at that point, it was just not worth changing. I guess for us, one team. 
So instead of just moving us to the student group, I, they, they judged us on a, um, as a professional team. So you uh, guys as undergraduate university students were put up against senior software engineers. Yes. <laughs> that was our pretty much the competition we had. Yep. So on top of already having, you know, being 72 hours after, tired, fatigued, I had to give a presentation about our whole product and while being judged as a competitive professional team. And I remember she was saying to us, don't worry, they won't judge you like one. But the first thing the judges said to us was, oh, who do you guys work for? Uh, and the mentor had to come up and be like, oh, these are students. Oh, they're students. Oh. And they're like, why are they students? Why are they here? So like instantly I knew like, yeah, this is not going to get <laughs> this is not gonna be fixed mm-hmm. during the judging process. This is already way, way logistically like it's a nightmare. It's over uh, for us, and we're pretty sure we got swindled because I don't remember the exact scenario, but I could have sworn I have to talk to some of my buddies that night. But I could have sworn there was a team that had the exact same idea, the exact same project, executed worse than us. That's my opinion, but I mean. I felt like it was, and they got third place. So, but of course, that's my opinion, but I'm just saying if we were uh, judged as a student team, we would have clearly been above them. So we would have been at least in third place. So, yeah. Logistics. So, as you can see, logistics are a, are a major problem on these things, and they're, they're and constantly and, and, and underdone. And these, these guys are not like a small company. They're not like you know, they're not like a mom and pop shop that just hosted a hackathon, or even like a, a you know, or like a small school in their first half. This was a um, a major company, right? I'm not gonna name names, but they had major companies and they had reps from other major companies there. So it's not like they didn't know how to organize the hackathon, but for some reason, when it came to the judging process and the whole um, uh, award ceremony, they they just dropped the ball hard on that. Completely. So as you guys can see, like bad logistics, you know, really can, just throws off the whole hackathon experience. It can make a break it. Honestly. But good logistics. Why don't you two talk about our experience? You know, your yeah. Why don't you two sure. talk about your experience of you a hackathon that led to of the hackathon you guys mentioned to me that actually led to a job offer. Sure. Right. So me and Nine actually had another opportunity, and we got the opportunity to go to a hackathon in Florida. And this was from another big company, and they flew us down to Florida. Um, they paid for the plane ticket and, and whatnot. Um, they weren't paying for any room and board or anything like hotels. They were going to fly us back that same night. So, you know, me and me and Nine actually just went ahead and got our own hotel that night because we knew we were going to be tired at the end of this thing. Definitely. And we were. So, and we were. It was, it, was, it, was, it was exhausting, very mentally draining. Um, but anyway, we get there and we're hanging out and, you know, we kind of walk around and there's already food out and they have a whole bunch of swag and stuff. Uh, all the people were very welcoming. Um, it was, you know, just when we got there, it was, it was already just a great, a, a great experience. And so all the people we were meeting just first we walked in the door, all very nice. Uh, we were a little early because we had to fly in early because of our plane and whatnot. So we were there about two hours earlier than it was going to start. Um, so like I said, they were very nice and welcoming. We sat, we waited, we talked. They kind of, we were kind of able to walk around a little bit and tour the facilities and the grounds, which was really cool. And eventually, you know, our team gets there. We settle down. 
uh, we see the actual problems that we're going to be solving. And, you know, we were very lucky, actually. We hit it off really well with our team. And it's it can be very rare to kind of get a team that we had. And I've, I've done a couple hackathons, and this was, in my opinion, kind of like our best-case scenario that could ever happen, where everyone gets along. And not everyone was great in terms of technical skills, right? Some people hadn't really coded much before. Some people were new to it. Some people hadn't built uh, web apps before. Um, but we did a great some people, job. Some people, some people weren't even on. I would say in not even that field. Correct. No, you're right. You're right. Some some of us on our team weren't even in the computer science field. Um, but at the end of the day, that really didn't matter too much. We kind of split up the work. Um, we kind of laid out a roadmap, and everyone took their own little piece, right? And you know, obviously, the people who were more experienced had you know a little bit more work to do versus the people who weren't experienced kind of took a little bit of a smaller piece. But you know, we were really kind of we weren't there to necessarily win. We were there to have, obviously we wanted to win, but we were there to have a good time. We were there to work as a team and kind of just learn as much as we can. So that's why it was really important for us to kind of split things up nicely. And, you know, having a good team that we had and great people really made that easy to do. Um, so we split it up and we get to work and, you know, it's a little nerve wracking because they had this big graph, right? And they gave you a GitHub repository to work with. And every time you committed code, the number of lines of code that you had would show up on this big graph. So you'd be able to see kind of who has the most code written as of right now. And it was it was really funny because you'd have people writing code, writing code, writing code, and then all of a sudden someone would push and you'd see like 500 lines show up on the board. And it was like, <laughs> it was kind of like a big race to see who could always have this, who, who could have the most amount of code. They even um, did a prize just, thing. They even did a prize thing. I remember um, that at a certain hour, yeah, like whoever yep. has the first place at that hour would win a small prize. I think it was, it was like, an Alexa or Google Home or something. It was like a Fire Stick or something. Yeah. I remember. which was which was really cool, right? It keeps it kind of keeps the hype up, keeps people competitive, keeps things going. Um, I, I will say our start was a little slow. We were having some kind of technical problems um, when setting up our backend and database. And eventually we, we, we fixed them, but that was kind of long after that middle ground prize had been done. Um, and this is a long hackathon. This was probably, I think it was almost a full 24 hours that we were working continuously. Um, personally, I didn't sleep at all. I kind of took the role as like team leader, I guess, nine, if you would call me that. I think that's kind of what I stepped up as. You definitely stepped up. Um, um, I would say you're the one who wanted to really organize everyone. And I was just pretty much just focused on my part of my just dedicated on my front end. So in th in this one right here, there was actually a really big opportunity for internship and employment uh, offers after this. So I was kind of really, personally, I was really into taking charge and kind of showing off my leadership skills. And we had team mentors who were kind of our mentors, but they were also watching us at the same time and kind of taking notes, I guess, for the recruiters. Um, but eventually we go through, we present well, um, we had a really nice final product at the end. I, I, I was very happy with what we came out with. The team worked really well together. Um, we were able to merge all of our stuff with the front end, with the back end, and um, it worked really well. And we presented well as well. Um, it, we actually had a couple of people who came up with some really nice strategies for kind of talking to the presenters and made a beautiful PowerPoint that I think was really, really our selling point. Um, and like I said, our team got along really well. Like we all had great kind of chemistry together. So we were really able to kind of smooth through the presentations as a team. And I was just very, very happy with it. And eventually we go through, we're deemed uh, one of the top two teams. 
we present to all of our um, kind of peers at this hackathon uh, in front of all of the people and some you know big wigs for the company. And eventually, we actually took first place at this hackathon, uh, our team of six. And I mean, this was th- it was it was really great. You know, like I just couldn't stop but smiling. It was kind of like all that time. You're, I was up probably me and nine were up for over 40 hours at this point because we were up from 3 a.m. The, the past morning to fly in to stay awake the entire hackathon and land and wait and get judged and present and to finally be able to win that it was it was it was a really really great feeling and I mean that was in my opinion exactly what hackathon should be you know we got some really cool swag we won some cool prizes uh, we made really great friends who you know we're kind of still in contact on you know social media and whatnot today um, and it was by far my, my, my favorite hackathon experience. And me and nine were actually lucky enough to get job offers out of that. Um, so that was a really, really great opportunity and experience. And I mean, if I could kind of roadmap exactly what a hackathon should look like, it would be exactly what that looked like. Um, it was really well done. The, the logistics, the judging, everything was, in my opinion, just phenomenal. And I mean, nine, correct me if I'm wrong, but like this was kind of exactly what they should be. Yeah, I would say it was. Uh, I would say one of our first ones too. Mm-hmm. It was also one of the best um, indicators of like a good hackathon. It wasn't just uh, a big company who was just throwing money and hoping to stick. It was one that really did its homework mm-hmm. and trying to not only uh, get the logistics to work properly, get the, the the participants to feel comfortable and work well, but also to do stuff that I didn't see other hackathons. And and I done a lot after that even replicated the whole dash the whole uh, dashboard mm-hmm. uh real-time indicator that was engaging that was fun mm-hmm. and that's something i haven't seen most hackathons do now uh the fact that they even though it was very limited i think the fact that also made it more special uh the number of participants was very limited compared to like other hackathons yep. but that because they were so controlled it allowed for much more enjoyable time because things didn't get out of hand i felt like i was always had someone to like communicate my worries to when it came down to like issues that popped up. Um, And like, and the goal was clear. It was, and and they gave us a lot of good tips. I would say during that hackathon that I still recount in my head that I still use every day to that hackathon stuff like that. Like you wouldn't even think about like from a non-programmer aspect, like how important planning is and stuff like that. And these are the key instruments that I say, I will still use how I essentially, or other hackathons later on. You know, See, I think this is like the most incredible part about hackathons. Like, you guys got to go travel, right? Which is incredible in itself. You know, just mm-hmm. get to getting to travel as a college student to another state, right? To go participate and meet and network with these other peers, mm-hmm. but also senior developers to get more exposure to the industry, right? Actually participating and building something meaningful, mm-hmm. right? That was displayed to these senior engineers and maybe even some of their managers, right? Yep. So just encapsulating this whole experience, when logistics are done right, it's just, you know, an incredible, incredible experience a hackathon can really be. You know, even if you're up 72 hours, you know, 90 hours, no matter what it is, right? Just at the end of those 90 hours, you know, building something fantastic out of literally completely nothing. Yep. 90 hours before, it just, it's just a, it's just an experience and a high that you can't really like replicate, I would say. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. And I mean, what, what are the actual unique things that I found about this hackathon as well? Um, it was overall, like, it was competitive and exciting, but 
even the other people on the other teams, um, just, I, just I would say the actual people who attended this, I mean, maybe we got lucky, but everyone there was just very friendly, very open, you know. It was, like I said, it, it was definitely a competition, but there was no hostility, right? Like, it was... It, it was just a really, really great time overall. You know? I think that's just kudos to the organizers um, for that hackathon. Yeah. To just really look at the applications. Because I remember you guys applied, actually, with, like, resumes and everything. Yep. So it's like, I think it's really big kudos to those organizers to actually take the time, go through the resumes, go through, you know, some interview processes to make sure you're getting, you know, nice, good, you know, engineers, mm -hmm. you know, who are coming to this hackathon. And I think that really stemmed from that employment opportunity that came up mm -hmm. throughout the hackathon. But definitely, I know I've I know I've had friends experience hackathons at some of the big tech companies as well too, and it's very similar atmosphere. Yep. Right. And so I think that's the main you know formula right there for a proper logistically great hackathon. Oh yeah, no, I I, I definitely definitely agree. Um, so we talk about um, another big thing that people should look out for when it comes to hackathons. Sure. Uh, I would say it's um, not even logistics or the view of something being wrong, but just based on if someone's advertising a hackathon, how can you throw, how can you view it as something that a, an, an employment opportunity versus someone who's trying to use you? Ah, mm -hmm. uh, okay. I see what you mean. You see what I'm saying now? <laughs> nine's mentioning this because uh, a hackathon recently came about across my desk. So, I'm I'm a hackathon I would say retiree now. Uh, it's very limited time I get for hackathons, and I notice my body cannot struggle to stay up past <laughs> 17 hours. So I'm more of a hackathon retiree now. But every time some of these hackathons come across my desk, I shoot it out to four, nine, and a bunch of my other buddies to see if they would be interested. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's really funny that uh, nine mentioned this because this hackathon recently came across my desk, and it was basically a hackathon for a product that this corporation wanted. But what was interesting about the product was they want students to prototype and build this product, mm -hmm. but the engineers are actually going to take this product back to their corporation and actually implement it and large-scale it. Now, that's all fine. There's nothing completely wrong with that, you know, having students come in, you know, stretch their ideas out and actually see your real system in place at one of these corporations. It's mm -hmm. a fantastic thing, right? But the implication here is that I think students should personally be fairly compensated for something like that. Yeah. If you're having students come in, think of an idea to transfer uh, to transform an existing system that you have and build it out and build out a sample prototype and present it to you. And you take the best of the best and take it back to your corporation and actually implement it and yep. put it in production. I think the students should be fairly compensated for that because that is literally what consultants do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yep. And if consultants are charging anywhere between 100 to sometimes even $1,000 an hour, mm -hmm. I think you can compensate students more than just a free swag bag and a license to use some technology for a year. Yeah, That's all see, I'm saying. See, I, think they I think the students deserve more than that. I, I, I'm definitely with you on this one, right? And this is, this is just a problem of a company really trying to get free labor from students, right? And th this happens a lot at these hackathons. People are like, okay... Let's do a hackathon. We can get some shirts made up. They're going to cost, you know, 200 bucks for a, for a bag of shirts. Maybe we offer one iPad as a grand prize. And all for, like, 600 bucks, you can have 30 people uh, banging out a demo for some, you know, product that you want to build, right? That you can then take to your seniors and kind of get that pitched and built. So, 
I, I think one of the ways that you can kind of fairly compensate people out of these hackathons, um, even if it's not with, you know, large, large sums of like prize money, um, it's just employment opportunities, right? I mean, you are a company. If you're having a hackathon, you know, obviously you care, or at least you want to look like you care about students and new developers and kind of like assisting the industry and youth to get jobs. And I mean, the biggest thing that companies can do out of these hackathons is to offer employment. And I, I just cannot stress that enough, right? Every student that goes to a hackathon, why are they going to a hackathon, right? Is it because they care and they're passionate? Yes. You know, everyone that's going to a hackathon obviously cares and obviously is passionate about the topic. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing at these hackathons is the fact that they're a resume filler, right? If you win it, it looks really great on your resumes when you're applying to jobs. And... I mean, just offering employment to passionate individuals and talented individuals, I think that that is probably one of the best ways that you can kind of entice people to actually come and work at your hackathon, um, but also, you know, compensate them for their work. Um, so I, th I think if you come and you build a great product and a great demo and they want to run with it, you know, maybe give you the opportunity to work on that, right? Maybe put you on that team or make you the lead or, you know, something like that. I wouldn't say lead, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, give them an internship opportunity to prove themselves over the summer, taking it not just from prototype, but actually scaling it out into production, especially if it's a revenue-generating product that they're building, like the one that just came across my desk. Mm -hmm. It, you know, that it's stuff like that really just irks me because, you know, being a part of the hackathon community for such a long time, that gives a bad name to hackathons, right? Yep. And what I also noticed about this hackathon, it's actually not sponsored by one of the major uh, hackathon corporations MLH. that actually, yeah, MLH, right? Major League Hacking. Mm -hmm. It's actually not sponsored by MLH, which is something I noticed, right? So that definitely right then and there for me is a red flag. Um, for those of you who are interested in hackathons, I highly, highly recommend going to uh, MLH's website, Major League Hacking's website, and going through the hackathon list from there because when Major League Hacking actually sponsors a website, they sponsor, they help the organizers, they handle all the logistics. They're a really great organization for getting students to hackathons. But like this one that came across my desk, even if it's not sponsored by MLH, you know, some of those hackathons can be great. You know, our college hackathons weren't sponsored by MLH and they were fantastic hackathons, organized well, executed well, everything was great, right? Mm -hmm. But this one just irked me the most because you're using students to get a prototype out of them for a revenue generating platform for your corporation. Mm -hmm. And you don't even offer a student a grand prize for, you know, an internship on that team or just something besides just maybe a t-shirt, mm -hmm. like, you know, stuff like that really just irritates me. And I think that really gives the hackathon, the word hackathon and the community a really bad reputation in the name. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I would say, I would say, you know, if, if you're someone listening to this, you know, you've been listening to this 40 minutes, right, so far. You either have an interest in hackathon programmer or some sort, or you just want to know what hackathons are, right? And I hope that already demonstrated what these hackathons are. Or maybe you're hosting for. hackathons, who knows? Or maybe you're hosting hackathons. So I, I think we should take this opportunity for someone who maybe is in their freshman, sophomore, or even, even someone who's an experienced hackathoner. What are some things he should look out for when he spots a hackathon in the wild? What's uh what what separates what's a good giveaway from a bad one to a good one, mm -hmm. and you know at the end why maybe they even if they even if they uh never done a hackathon why maybe they should consider one. I would say this is a 
Mm-hmm. So let let's I think quickly. Oh, what, what would you say is a red flag to if you see a hackathon? Wow, like immediate red flag. From my experience, immediate red flags. You know, check what the problem you're trying to solve. If the problem you're trying to solve is something you know on more of a minuscule scale, so that like it's all right, and then the prizes, the prize money or the prize whatever opportunities are, reflect that accordingly. Then mm-hmm. I think a hackathon actually is fine. But if you're trying to solve a problem that's actually a major problem for that corporation, like how this one, they need a new revenue generating platform, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not compensated accordingly for that. That's a big red flag for me personally. I right? think it I think it comes out also the emphasis on it. Like if the emphasis is on the actual goal product instead of the actual hackathon itself, mm-hmm. I think it's a big red flag. I think a lot of the hackathons we've been that have been good. They didn't even mention what the product we're building until we actually get to the hackathon, right? There's no emphasis on this is an important thing we need to get done. It's more like here's something we put together that should be in your skill set range and should have fun and still be a challenge for you to do, you know, right? The emphasis is not on the actual product. I've also seen a lot of hackathons working for kind of global solutions, right? Like a lot of the ones more recently are focused around uh, COVID-19, right? And some people are focusing on you know, algorithms might be able to predict if somebody has it or, you know, how to detect if you've come in contact with someone that has it, you know, via technology. Um, you know, global problems, nonprofit, um, more philanthropic things. Um, I would say if these are going to be the topics of the hackathon, I think that's a pretty good sign that it might be a little bit more interesting and that they're going to focus more around the hackathon experience than they are just trying to get a product for themselves, right? So I think that's a really good telltale sign as well. Um, and another thing you can do, and I've done this in the past, Google is your best friend for these hackathons, right? Most <laughs> of these are annual, right? These companies will host them every year. Um, obviously, if it's a first-year hackathon that they're doing it, you know, don't have if that it's a first-year hackathon, if it's a first-year hackathon, consider yourself a beta tester yeah, for them. Exactly. That's pretty much coming. I'm not going to say it's bad, but I'm going to say there's going to be hiccups. Mm-hmm. Well, and with exception, with exception, I would say. With that, exception, because- yes, of course, the rule is always to an exception of the rule. But even a someone who I would say a corporation that um, has who have done hackathons in the past and and this is their first one of another one, you're gonna expect uh, some hiccups, you know, because mm-hmm. they haven't ironed out the things, and maybe the hiccups aren't even that big. Maybe they're just small things like oh we forgot a third pizza or something, mm-hmm. you know, like something really silly. But you know that's w- a really big deal at three o'clock in the morning. I will tell you personally from experience. <laughs> people, should be, people should be eating a pizza at three o'clock in the morning. College decisions, college decisions for me have been very questionable. I will say that. <laughs> but another, and also another good thing to also bring up, if if it, like who's hosting this hackathon, right? If it's a, like a bigger, a big tech corporate, a corporation, I would say you have pretty good chances to be a pretty good uh, hackathon. You know, this is this is a yeah. livelihood. They they know this stuff. They know this stuff from the back of their hand. This is something. This is like their bread and butter. Like, of course, if you have, you know, non-tech companies, you still have a good chance. Even if some yep. some major company, they're going to have the manpower to drive through good logistics or they just have the history to organize good events like these. In the, even if it's not a hackathon, they did before, you know, I think these are the things you should, you should look at if you're mm-hmm. someone never did a hackathon and they're scared. Um, personally, I have family members, right? You know, they see me. You know, I just graduated, right? And I have one family member, you know, hasn't really went to college, right? And he's trying to change his life around. 
and he he wants to go to the same field as me, right? And you know, one thing I told him is that you know we should you know hackathons is like a really good a really good uh, indicator. And the the number one feedback I get from people who who are in this predicament, right? People who um who basically say I can't do hackathons; they're too advanced, they're too they're too scary, you know. I would say, uh, just go for it. I would say, even if um, it's something you don't, you think you're right, woefully unprepared, that you think you cannot handle, I say go for it. I agree. Because you will Same. probably pick up something. I guarantee you, you will probably pick up something. Even if it's a free shirt, <laughs> you will pick <laughs> up something. Or a free slice and, of pizza. Or some free, or free slice of Red free- Bull. I guarantee you, you will pick up something because even if you're not someone who never programmed before mm-hmm. and you go to these hackathons, you're going to be exposed to people who have and you're going to be able to see exactly what they've been through, what their skill sets are, and where you want to be. You know, you can set yourself mental goals to where you want to be. And, Nye, and I think you hit it straight on the head. Like, if you're if you're listening to us right now and you're thinking about going into a hackathon but you're scared to, I would first say start small. Start with your local hackathons around your university or at your university or at your high, at your local high school, right? And then mm-hmm. work your way up to there to the national level hackathons that are hosted by these big tech companies or for you guys with those big employers, right? Yeah. But go. Don't don't hesitate. Apply. Send in that application. Go. Because I will tell you from my personal experience, every time I've done a hackathon and left a hackathon, I felt like a better engineer because I've not only oh, yeah. learned from my peers – but I've learned new technologies and new ways of thinking that I can actually take back with me, right? Which I think has been invaluable compared to the swag and everything. And you know what? Even like you said, if you don't know what you're doing and, and, you, and you're interested anyway, right? You can go mm-hmm. and you have teammates, right? This is We talked a lot about this before. Your team is the most important thing about these events, right? You have other teammates that you can rely on, right? Do what you can. Use Google, right? A big part of hackathons is learning new things. So, like, obviously, just learn as much as you can and pick up new skills. Um, but learn from your teammates, right? I know that at hackathons, I've had questions, and my teammates teach me things. Or my teammates have had questions, and I teach them things, right? It's a learning experience at the end of the day. And you're supposed to come out knowing more than you went in with, right? And regardless of the outcome of the hackathon, so long as you can check that box and you know, say that you have not say that you know at least something new, or you had a good experience. I think that it's been you know it was a success and that it was worth doing. Also, a lot of another thing you should consider, right? If you're someone who is a programmer and who's looking for employment, right? Um, these things are really freaking good for resumes, like oh, yeah. super good. Because another thing, a lot of people fail to. I, I see this happen all the time in in college, right? Is that I see people go in. Um, you know, you're going through classes, right? And they and they kill it, right? They kill it hard, you know, straight A's in one class, straight A's in the other one, and they kill it. But then when it comes down to interviews and it comes down to the job the job interviews and stuff like that, and they go towards it, these interviewers want to see that you have the passion outside of the surroundings, mm-hmm. right? You're not just passionate when it comes down to in class. You're someone who's willing to take their same passion outside of the classroom, you know? apply those same skills to uh, a problem-solving hackathon or build a website just because you wanted to, um, you know, push your ideas out there, do a tech blog, you know, something, you know? 
and uh, and interviews love that. They they honestly love that. And I've been to interviews where I spend more time talking about my hobby than just talking about uh, cl- uh, uh, what's it called classwork. I think I remember one time there was one interview where I spent one sentence on what I did for schoolwork, and the whole rest of the conversation was pretty much my hobbies, what I do for fun, what hackathons I did, and my experience. They love that. They they eat it up. It's it's great, and it really shows that you can be someone, an all around better person, someone who can apply their skill sets to different uh, situations. And I think besides you know it being a resume filler, you know I've never been one to like look for resume fillers. I kind of just do what I want, and when it comes time to put my resume together, I kind of go, oh, what did I do, and just put it in there. Yep. Personally, not a great idea. You know, some of you guys should really think through some of this stuff. <laughs> but like, it's not it's not the best idea, but that's just what I do. But I think one thing that's really been really beneficial for me at hackathons has been networking. Just the people I've met, even if it, even if they're from my local university, right? It's just given us so many opportunities to collaborate on so many things. And I'll give you a perfect example right now. You know, four, four and nine right now, you know, we met through classes, right? I was their TA at one point also, right? And we became good friends that way because we were always thinking about problem stuff. But we never had a real opportunity to actually sit down and like hunker down on a project together, and right? Collaborate, yep. Until we did this hackathon. We did one hackathon together. We didn't win, which is another story I will get into at some other point in life. But <laughs> we, we didn't end up winning, but we placed in second, right? So we were close. But it really showed us that, hey, we're really good working together and collaborating. And, you know, it's led to so many different projects throughout our time from yep. our senior projects in college when we all graduated together to um, this podcast right now. And our graduate so theses and other stuff. We're graduate the- yeah, it led to our graduate theses also. So it's like it's really all over the place that you never know collaborating at a hackathon with even your buddies or even people you've never met before. You know, I've collaborated with people at hackathon and four and nine, you guys can mm-hmm. emphasize this as well. Right. You know, I now know people at other universities and some of these people I've met at hackathons work at, you know, other tech companies or other companies that yep. we collaborate with on a day-to-day basis. So for me to have a point of contact into that company who mm-hmm. I actually deal with on a, on a day-to-day basis is, you yeah. know, it's completely invaluable to me because I can call this personal cell phone number and be like, Hey, Mike, right? For example, hey, can you help me update this thing from you guys? Because we kind of need it at our firm, yep. right? Yeah. And it's just it's just an invaluable experience in having that network mm-hmm. and just having that binding across, you know, multiple industries, multiple, um, multiple personalities, multiple collaborators. It just opens the door to so many more opportunities. Oh, I don't know, four and nine, what are your guys' thoughts? Well, I would say you really hit the nail when it came down from when you when we say we first worked together in a hackathon because i think this goes back to the thing i said earlier mm-hmm. where when you work as a team right responsibilities and stuff like that and title uh it's different you know because you can have great buddies you know fantastic couple of pals who you get along really well you can tell stories you know hang out all day and just goof off all the time right but they just may not be good uh people to work with when it comes down to something productive Mm-hmm. You know, uh, actually trying to build, you know, something uh, like a project or some sort of platform together. You know, they're good buddies to have around, but they're not the same thing as having a good teammate when it comes to something production. And you don't really understand that until you pretty much 
get into a hackathon. And the hackathon, like I said back earlier, way back to the beginning, they're just these really good pressure environments to really test everyone's mettle, right? To really see that you're someone needs to work on this skill sets, needs to work on working with others and see what you can improve. And exposure network is just so much added benefit to someone who, especially who's learning that there's just invaluable just for you to not consider not going. I would say the more hackathons you can do, considering someone's busy school schedule, the better you're going to be off. So I'm pretty much on board with exactly what they just said. I, I really think that the people you meet um, should be contacted, you know, whether you add them on LinkedIn or different social media, but definitely keep in contact with them. And like, like two said, you know, really the first team working experience that us three had together was at a hackathon, you know, and you learn a lot about somebody working on a, working on a project with them stuck in the same room for 30 hours straight. Right. And I mean, we really learned that, like, like he said, we collaborate really well together. Um, it was really great team building. And I mean, you know, we still work on projects together. Like you can see with this podcast and other things that we're doing, um, so it's a great way to kind of team build and kind of to get closer and work together with your existing friends and uh, peers. But like he said, it's also a great way to meet new people. Going to hackathons that, you know, either you're going to alone or are going to be bigger teams than the amount of people you're going in with. Um, and kind of meet new people and get close with them and, you know, stay close with them. And, you know, those are now contacts that you have going forward. If you ever need help or you need a new job or you need something from them, you know, these are now people you have the opportunity to reach out to. And, I mean, making a good impression, working well as a team, these are all things we talked about before, but they all come back into play here in being important. So, 100%. 100%. Dude, do you have any closing tips and advice, maybe? Yeah, you know, I would just say, like Nine said earlier, if you're thinking about going to a hackathon, if you want to get started in hackathons, apply, go to your local hackathon, and just go. Go, yeah. start coding, start working. You know, put in those hours because it's not going to happen overnight, but I can guarantee you that you will be a better engineer or developer or financial analyst or data miner or data engineer, whatever your field of interest is, after you leave the hackathon. Yep. As soon as you get to hone your craft, right, yep. It get, hackathons are an incredible place for you to just hone your craft and actually for 24 hours have nothing else on your mind but to just me, my computer, and the code I'm writing. That's it, right? And free food. And free, and free food. food. And swag. Can't forget about the swag. And swag. And the swag. We can't forget you, about the swag. Dude, the only, the only top of your head, any good, you know, websites that, for someone who's trying to, like, learn uh, nearby hackathons or any good resources? The major, the major League Hacking website, I would say, definitely is one of my favorites when I was in the hackathon space. Definitely go to, go, definitely go to the Major League Hacking website. You know, I've worked with some of those guys personally, too, on organizing a few hackathons, and I can say... You know, it's the top. It's top of the line hackathons, top of the line in logistics, top of the line in swag, right? Just a pro tip. Um, so definitely go collaborate and work on those ML uh, MLH webs. Uh, ML go to the MLH website, apply for those hackathons, and just go for it. Yep. And even some of the hackathons, if you're interested in travel opportunities, some of those hackathons even have sponsored travel opportunities. So they will mm -hmm. actually pay for you to come to their hackathon in Florida, Texas, you know, New Zealand. Right, that would be really cool if you guys get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, maybe not right now go. due to COVID, but I, I think also COVID also provides another unique uh, opportunity. Um, just online hackathons. You know, you don't even have That's to true. leave your house anymore. Yeah, like 
really don't have an excuse at this point to not at least try a hackathon, even if you literally are just a freshman or even like a, a high school student who thinks they want to go into the field, you know, just just try it. You never just know what it can happen. Mm-hmm. It's literally like Nike says, just do it. Just, just do it. literally <laughs> try it out. The worst thing that happens is that you wasted 24 hours. But let's be fair. We all wasted more than 24 hours doing something else easily. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's there's no there's nothing but to gain from trying out a hackathon. You can literally meet your best friend in a hackathon. Who knows your best your best business partner, mm-hmm. your your con your point of contact for your next employment, or you can find out exactly what you need to work on and become a much better programmer mm-hmm. at the end. There's absolutely no reason for you to even consider just going out there and trying. Yep. You know. No. And I, good points. It just, agree it's more. great. Right, for you have any, for you have any last minute advice? Um, no, I think I pretty much agree with everything you guys have said. You know, this, this really, just give it a shot. That's all we can say. In my experience, I've, like I said, I've had really great time with them. I've had a couple of, you know, blips, but for the most part, I think overall they were all positive experiences that kind of were building blocks to get me where I am now. Um, and I'm really glad that I participated in the ones I did. Um, other than that, I think we are out of time for today. Um, and I would like to thank you all for listening, uh, to the 429 podcast, too many requests. Um, and I'm looking forward to talking to you all more next week. Bye guys. Thanks guys. Go get a free shirt. Yep. Bye-bye.